0: Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Let's have a Soul Talk. We're so glad to have you joining us. Wish we could just see you all right now, too. We've been in quarantine and appreciating FaceTime and Zoom and all those technologies a little bit more. In fact, the other day, our granddaughter called up and we had a FaceTime with her and it was the funnest one yet. In fact, we learned in quarantine that you can play hide and seek in Tickle on the phone. (laughs) Who knew?
1: (laughs) That was so fun. I was reaching out my finger towards the phone and putting it right in front of the camera. So it was like really big. And then I was touching B, and then she was reaching her finger back and touching me and so we were doing a soul touch right there. That <laughs>
0: was great. So we hope that you feel a soul touch from us and most importantly from Jesus today as you join us on Soul Talks. We so appreciate you. Well we are picking up a series that we actually started three months ago before the COVID-19 really started um, taking place and we were being told to shelter in home and that series is Emotional Intelligence, which is a topic that's been really helpful to us personally, that we we love and we believe will be really helpful to you. This is something that really came to our attention. You know, I remember when I first read Divine Conspiracy, and many of you know Dallas Willard has been a huge mentor to us, and he says in that book, Jesus is the smartest man that ever lived. And it was, I remember reading that thinking, hmm. You know, I, I never really thought about that, about Jesus being smart, Jesus having really high IQ, and Jesus having really high EQ.
1: Yeah, Dallas was uh, paraphrasing the Apostle Paul in Colossians 2, 3, in Jesus Christ are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and that's about thinking and feeling and relating and praying and All that wrapped up in one. It's uh, emotional intelligence.
0: Well, and then you have done a lot of research on emotional intelligence, reading and taking things like from Daniel Goldman saying, you know, the different five components that make up emotional intelligence and how this is something we can grow in, something we can increase. And this has been a part of our life and our growth for a long time. And this is all very consistent with Jesus and his, he is love. He embodies emotional intelligence in love and he tells us to love. And so as we have grown in emotional intelligence is in following Jesus and in getting some articulation there from some of the writings on emotional intelligence and studies, you've integrated this and you've made this really simple for us to remember with an acronym and that's been helpful to me, Bill, because there's times when I will kind of stop and remember the acronym or remember the five components of emotional intelligence that I know and kind of just, how am I doing with this? What am I missing? And it kind of helps me to reorient into a way, uh, into more of Jesus's vision for how I can love him and my neighbor as I love myself.
1: Because the five, the five keys link together. They they build on each other. And so the relationship between them is very interesting. And so that's really an important part of understanding how to improve our uh, relational health and our effectiveness in leadership through EQ. The first of the five, we we have them in um, the acronym SMART. S M A R T. So the S is self-awareness, and so being aware of our feelings, our our values, our experiences, of course, our thoughts. Uh, is really important in all aspects of life, certainly in our relationships and our leadership. Uh, The Bible has so much teaching on self-awareness and the value of it, so it's always helpful to be aware of our emotions, for instance, because that helps us not be controlled by them. And then the M is managing our emotions, and we can't manage Emotions, say, of worry or anger or grief, if we're not aware of them. I mean, the way we try to manage them without awareness is through denial. But that just causes us problems, including health problems. And it uh, puts us in situations of temptation to uh, act out, whether that's uh, drinking or eating too much or overworking or just being emotionally reactive. And that's, that's part of what happens when we deny our emotions, they, they pop out when we, when we sort of least expect it.
0: So sometimes we need to, in managing our emotions, we need to rest, we need to calm, we need to receive some soothing.
1: Yeah. We talk about self-soothing because that's, that's part of managing or, um, uh, containing those emotions so that they don't erupt or they don't, uh, uh, impel us into a direction that's unwise and unhealthy. And so self-soothing is to f- feel that emotion, that need, uh, say the sense of loss, uh, you're missing getting together with friends. And so to, to feel that uh, then enables you to talk to somebody who can give you empathy or to, to pray about that or to, to turn to a psalm and let that psalm mirror back your feelings.
0: You know, we hope Soul Talks helps you manage your emotions. It helps you to be more self-aware of your emotions as you're listening to us articulate about emotions, and then it helps you to manage your emotions as you're learning tools and spiritual practices that we talk about that help us in managing our emotions. Sometimes
1: that's called naming emotions, and and that's a big part of self-awareness, and then of managing our emotions is to have the, have the words, the, the the emotion words, the feeling language, and. This week's blog is going to uh, give you a, a Bible study in the life of Jesus and a number of his emotions, and it's like we can look into the face of Jesus, and it's like a mirror, for our own emotions, just using the studying through the, the gospels, there are um, numerous passages that use feeling words to describe something that Jesus is experiencing at different points in his life. This has been we have so, those emotions too.
0: This has been so helpful to me, Bill. Um, this, th- that you have done these Bible studies and, and we've looked at Jesus' life, it, it helps me to connect with Jesus. It helps me in my intimacy with him, it helps me in my experience of him with me too.
1: Yeah, the feelings component of our faith is so huge and it ne- it needs to be in the discussion along with the importance of thinking.
0: And then the next one, the A is for activation or activating.
1: Yeah, cuz we need to be motivated, you know, to be effective in anything in life, certainly in our work and our leadership, we we need uh, an internal locus of control, a sense of okay, I can do this, a sense of ownership and some energy around getting activated. And so the, the wisdom of the SMART acronym is that that comes naturally in the course of being self-aware and managing our emotions. Then we can find the motivation. If we're just pushing ourselves to do stuff while we're denying our emotions, while we're, we're being win- wind-whipped by emotions and reacting to them, being controlled by them, it's, it's not going to go very well. We're not going to have healthy motivation that's sustainable.
0: And the other thing that helps me to activate the most is this – Vision of life with Jesus in his kingdom, the with God life, following Jesus, it activates me. It motivates me.
1: Yeah, when you can appreciate that we're not only in the earthly realm, the the visible situation and circumstance, but we have an opportunity to bring our embodied life into the heavenly realms, into the the kingdom of the heavens with Jesus here and now. And that's a source of life. That's a source of love. That's a source of power.
0: So good, so important. We need that grace power to activate us that God offers us, his presence with us, his spirit in us. And then the R in the SMART acronym is relate with empathy.
1: Yeah, relating with empathy. And, you know, that's, we need to make the comment that that flows out of the self awareness and uh, receiving empathy. So we love because God first loved us. We could paraphrase that and say we empathize because God first empathized with us. That's the incarnation. That's the cross. Of course, there's more to the incarnation of the cross, but it's God in human skin taking on our, our pain and our sin and, and suffering with us and feeling what we feel uh, and also feeling the, the hopes and the joys as well. And so we, we, we need that uh, receiving of divine empathy. And of course, that comes to us in lots of ways.
0: And then the fifth component, emotional intelligence, in this SMART acronym, is teaming, to team with God and with others. Yeah, partnering.
1: And so that's so important to uh, uh, doing things well in in ministry and in family and in work is to uh, talk about it together and uh, do do the work together and divide it up. And uh, according to our differing gifts or differing personalities, Two, two are better than one. That's why Jesus sends the disciples out in pairs. That's why he puts people uh, into uh, bodies, uh, the body of Christ, uh, local fellowships, small groups. We we need to be together uh, and to uh, live life and pray through life and 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 serve God in teams.
0: And even Jesus did that, partnering with the disciples and teaming up with people on earth in his life and ministry. Well, Bill, as we put this emotionally intelligent series EQ series on hold when COVID broke out, yeah. I saw you lead our team in soul shepherding with smart love. With
1: well, yeah, emotional we, we intelligence. So our first podcast in the series was uh, EQ: Increasing Your Emotional Intelligence. That was number two twelve, and uh, we just re-listened to it, and uh, you know that's that's a really good podcast. And we, we had some momentum, and we were you know beginning a series of six, and we were all ready to go, and we have a whole staff now that, that and part of what they're doing is helping us with stuff like this. And and COVID hit, and and we were all reeling, and mm-hmm. we were scared, and we didn't understand what was happening, and it's society crazy. was shutting down, and it, it was yeah, it was it was grievous and sad, it was stressful and and scary, and we didn't nobody knew what to do, and uh, there were a lot of doomsday, uh, fearful scenarios. And so you had
0: some self-awareness about all that.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I was praying and I was, I was talking to the Lord about it. And
0: that's managing your emotions, (laughs) what you were aware of. Yeah.
1: And I just, I just realized, you know, we, we, we need to put this series on pause and, and not do anything that's uh, like, um, I need to just go week by week here,
0: because you wanted to relate with empathy. Yeah, to everybody else too. Tune Let's in just exactly
1: this. to what everybody's experiencing and, and not not come in with any pre-planned content, but just uh, each week go off of what's happening in society. What I'm hearing is I'm talking to pastors and leaders and different people.
0: So then you activated and you teamed with our team our social reading staff and decided, yeah, we're gonna pause this series right now. And actually I'm grateful that you did because in this pause, you've created a, a resource that we're gonna offer our listeners It's gonna be even better.
1: So we've created a resource called Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And so that's an ebook that you can you can download right now and uh, it's going to go into more depth on these five aspects of emotional intelligence and v- look very closely at Jesus' life and uh, how he shows us in different stories in the Gospels, he shows us emotional intelligence. And uh, for each of these uh, five EQ traits, we have um, an, an EQ practice, something specific that you can do, a particular scripture that you can pray and, how, and guiding you and how you can pray that to develop your emotional intelligence in that area so that you can have healthier relationships and be more effective in your leadership.
0: I'm excited about this because these tools have been so impactful and so helpful to us and to those that we've we worked with. So I'm, I'm glad they're going to be available to our listeners too. You know, I love one of the things, Bill, your gift, your calling is the way that you do always enthrall us with Jesus and help us to see Jesus living his teaching And living out these things that even secular people have taken, you know, God's truth. And they've put it in, you know, they've discovered it in science or in the case of emotional intelligence and social science or or different things, but relationships. But this is all in scripture. Jesus modeled this for us. And, And I love the way that you study scripture and you see that in Jesus's life. One of the ways that you... Identify Jesus's emotional intelligence is in the story with the woman at the well.
1: Yeah, it's such a, a, a wonderful story. I've always loved that because we have a um, more of a dialogue there. Most of the scriptures don't give us a whole lot of dialogue, and so here we see Jesus giving some spiritual direction to the woman at the well, and and some teaching, and and, and it's also some pr- prophetic utterances there, and just the way that he interacts with her. But it's interesting to look through that and see how, how Jesus is exhibiting smart love. He's exhibiting emotional intelligence. And so he's self-aware. You know, He's, he's been walking for three days. He's, he's hot. He's tired. Uh, he's thirsty. And so he tells the disciples to go on. They're going to go get food because everybody's hungry. And he's, he goes down to the well, and he sits down there. And he gets under the shade, and he rests, and he's going to drink some water. But he doesn't have anything to draw with. Well, a woman comes along, and so he asks her for a drink. And so you see Jesus there in his awareness of his needs and his emotions, and he's asking for what he needs with something that Jesus teaches us to do in the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. and elsewhere. He says, hey, you know, ask for what you need. Don't, don't drop hits. Don't expect other people just to figure it out. Just be straight up and say, this is what I would like you to do for me, and this is what I need, and um, negotiate from there. And then we see him managing his emotions in that you know he's accepting how he feels and he's uh, he's he's not like guilt tripping himself for that or something or uh, pressuring himself he, he's he's waiting he's talking with her and he's he's open to her and uh, as I said then he he activates by asking her for a drink he's assertive and, and he's he's uh, exhibiting good self care there and then he uses that to relate to her thirst and see that's. That's an important part here, that, that's, that pivot from self-awareness to empathy for others, and the, the two go together. And because Jesus is open to his own emotions of being thirsty and tired, he's not denying that or judging himself for that or just pushing forward because, gee, I'm the son of God, I shouldn't feel this way. No, he's accepting his humanity. That puts him in a place, uh, humanly speaking, his more more tenderness, more sensitivity to the woman and particularly to her spiritual thirst. And so he he switches the conversation as it goes along there to the deep longings of her heart for, for God and for the Messiah. And then um, after he relates with her with empathy in, the, in that conversation and even his talking to her prophetically about her um, her failed relationships and her adultery and so forth. You know, he's not like uh, judging her or even criticizing her. He's saying to her, I, I, I'm standing with God and I know you. I know your life. I know the brokenness. I know the rejection. I know the shuffling from man to man. I know the shame that you feel. And there's, there's a lot of empathy and compassion in that.
0: Yeah, it's empathetic that he would even speak to her. Yeah. A Samaritan, a woman, alone at a well. Right,
1: we got a a Jewish uh, male rabbi, Mm -hmm. and he is uh, so accessible to her, on on her level, person to person, and it, re- it really opens her up and, and it, it disarms her. And she, she feels so incredibly cared for. I so think she, he
0: feels empathy for her hunger to understand worship, too, because she's talking about, you right. know, our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you Jews, said, you know, and he has empathy for her uh, experience with that.
1: She's felt excluded. She's felt yeah. excluded by the, the way the Jewish religion has been communicated to her and the, the idea that the only way to rightly worship God is to go to the temple. Uh, in Jerusalem, where she wouldn't even be welcomed as a Samaritan anyway, and it'd be a long trip to get there. And so she's feeling really boxed out of God's presence, mm-hmm. even as she has felt with men that she's mm-hmm. been with and the way the society has treated her, people just shaming her all the time. That's why she's at, probably why she's at the, the well in the hot of the day, because she doesn't want people judging her. And so then Jesus teams with her to bring the gospel to Samaria to that town there and uh, to uh, Sicker. And so it's an amazing mm-hmm. um, uh, turnabout yes. and, and uh, incredible transformation that now this woman you know, leaves her water jar, she goes off running with joy you know, let me tell you about a, a man who tell, knows everything about me and, and is so compassionate and, and so brilliant. And I, he's the Messiah, and I want, I want you to meet him. And so Jesus apparently stays in sicker uh, for a, a couple of days, and he, does t- he teaches people, and, and he heals people. And many people come to trust in him as the Savior.
0: It's so fun to read the gospels of Jesus live with this filter of looking for his smart love in action. I'm thinking of Jesus at the wedding in Cana, and I'm thinking about how when they ran out of wine and Mary asks him to do something about it and he's he's self-aware. He's kind of like um what is this to me? Like he's he's aware like, wow, this is going to change my life if I do a public miracle like this. My life isn't going to be the same anymore and he's got emotions about that. Like I'm not going to be able to travel you know, freely. People are going to ha- come to me with all kinds of needs and expectations. Like he's aware of what this means for him to show his power. And he says, my time hasn't come yet.
1: And so and, he sets and a boundary really in, in managing his emotions. He sets a boundary and right. says, Hey, this isn't our responsibility. This isn't our problem. And I, I this isn't the time I, I don't want to do this. And
0: he, and he also has empathy for Mary too, because it can change her life too. And then he has, empathy for the bride and the groom and their family and his mom and what she's asking and her him saying, you know, setting a boundary there. He's, 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 having empathy for this whole situation. He's aware of what it'll cost him. He's aware of wanting to please his father. He's having empathy for the people. And then he activates, he activates in love and he, he tells the servants, he teams, he activates in love and he teams with the servants by having them fill the jars with water and he activates to, to bring the power God's given him to turn the water into wine.
1: Yeah, that's Jesus' emotional intelligence right there in the, the um, miracle of turning the water into wine at the, at the wedding of Cana. <laughs> it's all over the place. And the, the principle here is, is so simple, but yet we forget it. And it's in whatever we're doing in life, uh, in all of our work, in all of our family situations, we always want to start with Jesus. And with the realization that he is the Lord. He is the master. He is the smartest person in the universe. He is perfect love embodied. And uh, if we can get ourselves in a position to be enthralled with the risen Christ right here, right now, and then approach that subject, approach that that work, approach that relational conversation with the Lord Jesus, it's going to go so much better. He's the best consultant. He's the best source.
0: Jesus, you are. Thank you. Thank you that not only are you the most intelligent person that ever lived, the smartest and most emotionally intelligent, the most loving, but that you are with us, inviting us to follow you, to learn from you. We do pray, Lord, that you would continue to grow us, continue to enthrall us with you, that we could catch your vision and live it, Lord, for your glory. Amen. Well, friends, one of the ways that you could uh, engage in some love for us is to give us a review on your podcast app. And we want to thank you. Ten of you have done that this month, and that makes a difference. We've got 4,000 of you listening each each week to soul talks. And so if more of you would step up and just give us a review, it can be simple, it can be a sentence. So Violet, we want to thank you. You wrote, I'm so grateful for the loving wisdom and insight this podcast has brought into my life as a minister, pastor's wife, and follower of Christ. Thank you for following Christ with us, and thank you for helping others too, because it helps people find our podcast if you do a review on your podcast app. Uh, You can do that by going to your library, find the little Soul Talks picture, our logo there and click on that and then scroll to the bottom of all the episodes where it says write a review and click on that. We really appreciate it. We love reading your reviews, too. It helps us activate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we get encouragement. We get guidance from what you share. And I hope that you can go deeper into the subject of emotional intelligence through our resource, Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. And that will be in the show notes along with some other great links. Thanks, friends. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.